1: If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hey, welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. Um, Why are this, you laughing? I'll tell you in a minute. Uh, this is a podcast. Uh, we ruined a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Hallie, how are you? <laughs> Good. I just got an email. I've been in, I don't, I used to blog for Vulture for a long time, so I'm on like a bunch of weird PR email oh, lists. And too. I keep getting uh, yeah. ones about, I guess there's some sort of new breastfeeding storage solution. I just solution. got that. Oh, great. Is that just a ruined one? It I must was, have like, gone
2: to, it must have gone to ruined because...
1: No, it went to me personally as well. Oh, so well, uh, it also
2: went to me personally. <laughs>
1: well, you know, I was just thinking, well, my first thought was like, hey, maybe I should like um, start breastfeeding just in case everyone wants any because like I'm not using them. I don't think them. you can do it that way. I think you can actually. And then my my next question it was, I was going to ask you, Allison, if I did that, would you drink my breast milk? Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks. I'd try it. I think you can induce lactation. Hang on, let's yeah, find Yeah, you
2: can, but I don't think it's like fun. <laughs> I shouldn't just do it because I don't have anything going on. <laughs> you have lots going on. You yeah, have work, you're right. This. I,
1: I guess that's right. You got me there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you can. You're right. I Because um, I remember I, one of my, my brothers is adopted. I remember my parents uh, considered trying, but I do, uh, do believe it is quite a
2: predicament and like, an ordeal. Yeah. Because like breastfeeding itself is also like unpleasant. Shout out to anyone who I've heard is breastfeeding, has
1: yeah. or will in the future. because. Yes. That that is uh, good for you. You deserve a fucking medal. Um, anyways, yeah. Allison, how you doing? What's new with you?
2: I'm good. I've developed a new thing. Um. It's oh. we're recording. This is like January. We, it's like the beginning of the new year. Do you have any resolutions? Did we talk about this on the last one?
1: You know. Um. You talk about yours, and I'll think of one. How about that?
2: I have. Well, I have two like very good ones. Um. Both that were like suggested by other people, and then I have like one new thing I'm doing. Um. My two resolutions are to take more photos of people in my life. Oh, that's nice. Like when I'm like, out at a thing, it's like, get a few photos with a group of friends. Like, you're most gonna see your those. photos
1: are like, you take it like, through people's curtains, like you're standing outside, yes, you're trying yeah, to get like, like while like, they're from sleeping. A distance, yeah.
2: Telegraphic lens. Somebody <laughs> you're standing on top of a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've seen those. But they're it's beautiful. Like, it's like, it's a lot of photos of Riz. It's a lot of photos of like stand up and food. It's, and mm. I'm just like, oh, I gotta have like more. Picture. I used to take pictures of my friends all the time, I want to do that more. So that feels like a very good resolution. I love that. Um, are you going to print them? Like, is the goal, like, I to do fill want, your home with um, them? I would like to print some, but I also just, like, sometimes when I'm scrolling through, yeah. and, and I'm like, oh, like, I know I was with people, but, like, where are they? <laughs> that's a really good—that's a good one. And the other one that I saw, um, I think I saw it on TikTok or something, is um, to compliment people's work more when I like it. Like, I have friends That's a podcasts- great one. Both of these are, like— it's funny how you, we just don't intuitively
1: do that. And that's a great yeah. idea, too.
2: Like, uh, like I, list, I have, like, uh, George Severus and Sam Taggart have a podcast, Stradio Lab. I don't know if you've ever listened to it. I have a couple times. I, sh- I should listen to it more. It's very funny. And, yeah. like, I was, like, listening to it and laughing. And I was like, they're my friends. I should text them about it. And so I, like, sent a text. I was like, oh, my God, I'm listening to this episode. It's so funny. Like, great up. Like, and I was like, that's so nice. So I want to do that more. That's a great idea. Um but the thing I'm doing that I started this week and I've done every day is I am dunking my face in a uh mixing bowl full of ice water every morning. Do you feel like it's helping? I honestly you look great. Am your obsessed. skin looks great. My skin I mean I do think my skin is better. It de-puffs your face first thing in the morning and I've a very pu- like I get very puffy me overnight. Too. Um I like feel like my eyes are wider. Like it is just like it wakes me up more than any amount of coffee ever has. I like it. And um it clears out my sinuses. I feel like that's the kind of thing where uh,
1: Jennifer Aniston says she does it. And you're like, okay, but you've also had, like you're rich. And I'm sure you have like an esthetician that comes to your yes. house, and yes. then it's like that. Also, she probably does do that. It does actually help.
2: I yeah, I've seen it on TikTok a bunch, and then I saw I'm uh, watching Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Rony Legacy, and um, <laughs> which sounds so stupid. And Kelly Ben Simon was doing it on the show in the morning, and the and I was like. I could do that and you like start small cuz I started I just did like 3 seconds at a time. I mean you got to yeah. warm yourself up your you diving. Like it does like it is shocking and like kind of hard to like breathe. You're like, "Oh my god, I'm going to drown." Um <laughs> what a way to go? In this mixing bowl that I usually make salad in. Um, so but I'm up to 10 seconds. Oh wow! Okay, I did. I do it every morning, and you're a swimmer, so I feel like you could definitely
1: get it up there. You know?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I can hold my breath for a long time.
1: But you look great. Um, I I, that's really ambitious, and I like that. Um, How's your
2: start to the year going? Um, I think my only
1: resolution this year is to kill God.
2: I'm Um, sick.
1: And other than that, well, to finally get my driver's license, I took oh, my driving that's a test good one. and I did fail it. So, oh no, just the, the written, written part. I'm the driving the part. written part. Oh god, if I, if the thing is, if I if I lose if I fail it three times, I believe I have to go take drivers ed again. In which case, oh, I believe I have to take the driving test. In which case, I will have to move somewhere because I <laughs> you have like, to come back to New York, girl. I don't. I don't know how long it's been since you took a test, but. Let me just say that part of my brain is completely atrophied. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, I don't even
2: like getting an eye exam. <laughs> I mean,
1: I I choked so hard. Uh, the This study guide, which is every uh, law about driving in California, is 100 pages. And I do not have the kind of recall
2: that uh, mm. I had in college. I'll say that much. And it's like, I like I have a driver's license. I know how to drive. I used to drive, um, but I also lived in New York for 17 years now, so it's not like I do it often. I miss and it. And I know the rules, but if you put a bunch of questions on a piece of paper about that information, mm. I would get them wrong, even though I know the answers.
1: Well, the, the parts where I choked were... Um like the percentage of alcohol that you can't have, and I'm like, oh fuck, mm. I don't know any of this. And then, um, like how many points you get for different things on your license, and like how many points to, to get your license taken away. It's
2: like, also, like, fuck. why should I have
1: to know that? That's for you to know. That's for and you me to, know. to find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but my goal is, I follow someone on Twitter who wrote three screenplays last year, and I'm like, I want to oh. write three screenplays. Wow. But that I need to figure out how to do that. One so. a quarter. One a quarter. I mean, I feel like a, it's doable. One a try every four months. All right. Yes, I would like to give birth to three screenplays this year, yes. and I think I could do it. You could do I it. Just I just have, um, uh, yeah. have to, I guess, inducing self-lactation is, that's 2025's goal, I guess. Yeah, you got to push that another year. Can't, can't do both. Um, <laughs> but that that's all I have um, in terms of personal goal setting. And again, of course, journeying to heaven to kill God. Um, I can't wait
2: for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's going to have license, death of God. It's a big year. Three screenplays. <laughs> I'm joking, God. Please don't strike me down. <laughs> I am too Catholic. I'm like, I know it's not real,
1: but also please don't. Uh, I'm yeah, joking. Yeah, yeah. Please, think you're listening. And, and he's always listening, ladies and gentlemen, just like you're listening to this podcast. Always. Hey, everybody. It's Hallie. And Allison. And uh, we're here to tell you about uh, another another exciting installment of Ruined. It is, of course, our January live show. And we are doing a very special film that you've perhaps
2: seen advertised to everyone on the planet. It is the movie Night Swim. I'm so excited. You know me. I love a pool. Uh, So this has been, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, we got to do this. And we are on Sunday, January 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, we're going to be doing it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. You can get your tickets and view it at moment.co slash ruined. And of course, $20 Patreon to your members. You will get your tickets to the live show in your email, probably the day of. Um, $10 as always. And it's, uh, you know, we'll do the games. We'll do, uh, you know, the chat will be up and running. We'll have merch, maybe new merch. No promises. Um, we can't. We simply can't. We can only we promise you a, a,
1: a, a gorgeous January night
2: swim. Yes. So join us then. And if you can't make it Sunday night, uh, it'll be up for 72 hours at that link. Again, that's moment.co slash ruined. See you there. And it's uh, still sequel month. Sequel's month, baby. And I don't know how we didn't do this. We've talked about this movie a million times. Do you remember? We talked about it. A, I, I remember us talking. I mean, also, this is from, I think this was like the first movie we did. Yes, because I, I was looking at... Um, the, the original yeah. is like, mm-hmm. it's it's part of the first three that we dropped at once. And I remember, and then we kept, when the trailer came out, we were like, we got to do it. But it like never fit into a theme. I also think like and there then, are and other... And then I think we forgot.
1: Yeah, there are other <laughs> sequels to Candyman. Yes. But I wanted to do, so we are of course doing Candyman, the one from 2021. Yes. Which is a direct sequel to the original. Versus okay. the other ones. And one of the other sequels, they go to New Orleans. Like, I, we will do them eventually, obviously. Yeah. But I really like We're going to do everything. <laughs> we, we've we made a, a deal with the devil. And by the devil, we mean you. And especially if you're a part of our Patreon, please go yes. sign up. To watch and consume every horror movie and yeah. tell you about it. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like this was really um, an underrated release because I've watched it a couple times since. And I think people are kind of down on it. And I think rewatching it, I discover more and more things I like about it. Yeah. Um. In a way that I feel like we've done some movies recently, perhaps over the same year of this past year, where we have, uh, they've sort of been IP reboots or revisitations. Mm-hmm. And this is a superior revisit. That's my opinion. Yeah. If we're going to be doing this, I think this is a caliber above perhaps some other ones. Some AKA, other yeah, The Exorcist believer. Um, I mean. But but what is it at this I mean. point? Um, sorry, I I, um, I had up the Wikipedia and it said I typed in inducing self lactation into Google. So oh, um,
2: that's
1: great. So this, of course, was uh, the movie that was directed by Nia DaCosta and it was co-written uh, by Jordan Peele, Win Rosenfeld, and DaCosta herself. And it picks up where we left off. Um, quite a number of oh. years later. Um, and Elson, I wanted to ask before I have you, have you
2: watched or talk about the trailer.
1: Do you remember, do you, what do you remember from the original
2: Candyman? I, I actually remember it more than almost, most of the other movies. It's a great Um, one. It really is, like, and I had seen, not only had I seen the trailer when we did it, but I also had seen, I don't know if we talked about this, like, like little chunks of it um, mm-hmm. in passing at someone's house. Like, I hadn't sat down and watched the movie, and I left the room after three minutes. But, like, I've seen, like, it it sticks with you. That's a real, it is one of the greatest.
1: Yeah. Um, it is, and of course, Tony Todd, one of the absolute greatest. Did, um, does it end with the big fire and she's
2: Candyman
1: now? So, basically, yes. The implication is that, and we, of course, talk about, like, uh, the concept of urban legends. So, yes. at the end of the original um, Helen Lyle, who is the yes. main character, dies in the bonfire, having rescued the baby from Candyman's clutches. Yeah. But then, the irony of that is that he, she then becomes part of the legend. So she does live on. Yes. And we see her in her own sort of Candyman, uh, manifestation. She, she dies, but lives on in the same way that Candyman yeah, does, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. telling her story, which we've just yes. watched. So yes. this is also playing with those themes, um... The original was directed by uh, Bernard Rose, and uh, this is a movie that had been in production for a long time, obviously had a lot of different ideas about it, and then Jordan Peele said, let's do this, baby! Um, And so, of course, we always like to have Allison uh, watch the trailer. Allison, what are your thoughts about Nia DaCosta's Candyman
2: 2021? I mean, I'm very in already. Mm -hmm. You hear... It is still Tony Todd, right? Well, we're going to get into it. Okay. This
1: is this is sort of playing with what Candyman is, who it is. Uh, it's sort of a but collective idea. His voice idea. is in. He, it's in the he, movie.
2: He, you hear that voice again, and I'll never forget it from the cameo Ooh. you bought me. <laughs> it's heaven. And and he's incredible. A, a perfect voice. I could listen to him d- read the phone book, and it would oh. be fabulous. Um, I did it. Like, what really was like upsetting to see was all of the um pu- shadow puppets.
1: Yes, absolutely. Didn't care for that, <laughs> and I, I did want to say very
2: spooky because
1: I don't remember during that press cycle. But of course, the shadow puppets uh, evoke to me the most famous uh, modern artist artist who does shadow puppets that are specifically about uh, racism in America, and uh, that artist is, of course, and again. I had to restart my computer because my um, uh, Mm -hmm. computer wasn't working, so all my tabs closed. Uh, Like a goddamn idiot. Oh, yes. So, Kara Walker is sort of who I uh, Mm, think of. Um, If you are familiar with her work, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, She creates these sort of shadow puppets about antebellum America. and sort Mm -hmm. of playing with this very fantastical fairy tale um, kind of art to reveal the truly disgusting horrors of slavery. Not that you want to hear about it, but of course this movie is about um, horrors that mm-hmm. echo through time and sort of become manifested and how we conceive of them, which is what the original was about as well, of course. Yes. Um, so we're revisiting them. And I was just, I know we've talked about it on the podcast, but I was thinking about, did you go see when Care Walker had, uh, it was the Sugar Sphinx at the Domino factory in Brooklyn?
2: Did mm, you go see that? I, I didn't, but I saw pictures of it. Yeah. I guess. Um, no, but I didn't actually go in person.
1: It was, I, I mean, probably why. the most, uh, it's called a subtlety, which mm-hmm. I is, I, I, I'm i sure there's more meaning to that, but it is a, a very unsubtle piece of art. It's like yes. a, probably the most, uh, I don't know, like best, I guess it doesn't mean anything, but like the most impactful. Right. You walk in, you're yes. like, oh, I get what yeah. we're, we're yep. doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just wanna uh shout out her work and I'm not exactly sure because I don't remember any conversation during the press tour, like it's like, oh, it's almost like you wanted them to be like, this is an homage to her, just yeah. as someone who I so strongly associate, and she a black woman and it's about some of the same topics. So mm. I, I don't know, and I'm looking now, I haven't um I guess she's made Shadow Puppets for other things, She a Santa Gold music video, but I don't think nice. she made them for this movie, which I think is... Oh. Strange. Very. Let me just make sure yeah. I don't want to tell everyone the wrong thing. Let's see. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I, I. I will obviously correct it in a future episode. If if if, and also if you know if you're like, oh, actually they did work for her. Please let right. me know. I Tell think us. perhaps they just took uh, inspiration from her uh, work, uh, and it's uh, terrifying. And when she does it, and it's horrifying in this film. So, um, are there any images from the trailer that leap out at you uh, other than those, Allison?
2: Um, I mean. The, the In the elevator, the razor blade, like, I, it just like, it also like gives me that Silence of the Lambs moment when the blood yeah. drips down from, uh, was it Chilton? Um, mm-hmm. Just like, also like, razor blades are very scary. Yes. So, and, and the, it, the whole thing was scary.
1: And obviously, it's evoking the uh, rumor that we lived with, which at least I, I don't know if kids are still getting told this, that you might get razor blades in your can to get Halloween. Right. Yes. Which uh, I don't believe has ever
2: actually happened. Um, no, I think that's like a urban legend meant to scare people.
1: And I think there's one thing where it's like there was poison candy, but then it turns out it was like actually the child's own parent or something horrible like that. Yeah,
2: or yeah, or like the manufacturer by accident, not like anybody yeah. was intentionally trying to kill a bunch of people.
1: Okay, no, apparently it has happened. It happened in Eugene, Oregon, in 2022 someone did put a razor blade in somebody's Halloween candy. Oh. oh that's and awful. at that point, it's almost like the rumor of it sort of begets somebody doing it, if that makes sense. Like, that person's mm-hmm. almost like, oh, I heard of this, so I'm going to do it. Which I suppose yeah. is also similar to what Candyman is about, which is sure horror begets other horrors. Um, we always like to a baseline scary. Um, Allison, how scary do you find the concept of becoming Candyman? Oh,
2: very Mhm. Very, very, very scary. Do you I don't think that you'd be a decent candy man?
1: I'd be. Let's be realistic have here.
2: Kind of the self motivation to mm-hmm. to get that kind of work done. The I rarely barely do the jobs that I have to do from my own home. Listen, I mean, so, the he's well, he's a well dressed
1: man. Ladies go crazy about a sharp dressed man. He's has done a mission. I don't have either of those things. Yeah. No, I definitely don't. Um, and then before we get started, would you like to guess the twist in Candyman 2021? Allison. Guess the twist.
2: Would you say that there's a real twist here? Um, that's a really good
1: question. Um,
2: <laughs> no, I don't think there's a twist oh, as
1: such. Okay. No. But um, would you want to guess what happens at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I'm going to guess that the, I guess our lead who's like investigating, not investigating, but like challenging the Candyman mythology mm-hmm. um, ends up finding out like a piece of information we didn't have in the original, like something about Candyman's a reveal history. About Candyman. Yes, okay, a great. reveal about Candyman. Like maybe he um, was gay. Yeah. I mean No, that kinda that kinda, kinda
1: contradicts the whole story. Um yeah, I guess that's true. I guess you could be by um, Yeah. Candyman's by. Candyman's by. Uh, well let's begin ruining Candyman twenty twenty one. We open with, of course, the Sammy Davis Jr. version of the Candyman from Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um and a, a, sort of a haunting version of it. Oh great. And we are in 1977. We are, of course, in Cabrini Green in Chicago. And I love a horror movie that's set in an actual city. Um, yes. Sometimes we go somewhere and it's clear we're just at a soundstage and we don't yeah. actually get the city, say, in New York. Yes. This is in Chicago and I really appreciate it. I want to see more horror that's movies really in great. different cities. Yes. Um, We meet up with a little boy named Billy. Also, everyone in this movie is black, and if they're not, I will say that they're white. So just default, everyone I say to black. Um, Obviously, it's Candyman. You you can see the trailer. Um, But so we see this little boy. He's, of course, playing with little shadow puppets, and it's a shadow puppet of a man running from a police officer, and he's using a flashlight to play on the wall. His mom yells at him to go do the laundry, so he has to take the laundry to a separate building, Um, in Cabrini Green. So um, this is a different building than the original uh, Candyman. These are like the proper Cabrini Green. They're two-story buildings that are essentially go an entire city block. Mm, mm -hmm. So they're very small uh, buildings. I think traditionally, like, I just wouldn't have assumed they'd be building that many two-story buildings. But we sort of see people are out and about. They're like, you know, visiting their neighbors And uh, these three girls yell at him like, oh, would you take my laundry? And he says, no. And one of them goes, I hope Sherman gets you. We see Billy sort of look aghast. And as we walk over to the laundry building, we see and hear whispers about somebody in the community who is wanted. And at one point, he walks past a police cruiser with two white cops, and they hold up a wanted poster, and it says, have you seen this man? And it's a man with his tongue hanging out. Billy doesn't even reply. Obviously, he's not going to talk to the cops, and he goes into the laundry room. Everywhere around him, there's two women walking out of the laundry room talking about the man on the poster, and he hears him say, they're still looking for him. Just don't go out after dark. Ugh. Unfortunately, Billy is about to go in the laundry room, and just as he goes, he sees the door, which is a, has a glass window in it, obviously, and then sees behind him a gigantic hole in the wall. Just a gaping, no. a gaping wound gaping in the wall itself. Wound. Yes. He goes to the laundry room, throws everything in the washer, walks back out, and is confronted with something that is flicked out of the hole and hits the ground. He looks; it is a piece of candy. Mm, I don't like that. He turns to
2: see a figure stepping out of the wall. See, no, that's mm-mm, very Candyman, but like, I don't care for it. It's just, re- you gotta read the
1: room. Yeah. And if you're like, ah, I wanna give this kid candy real bad. And but we. I'm gonna we have to it. leave my hole in the wall. I think it's like either know. you throw the candy out the hole or you walk out and hand it to him. You don't do yeah. both. You don't do both. It's a hat on a hat. A man who is from the Wanda poster, Sherman, as is, we will find out, he he's very much already giving Candyman. He has a really long, great coat. And he has a hook for a hand, but his hook is not like Candyman's hook. It's like a prosthetic hook that you would have probably okay. had if you didn't have a yeah, hand yeah. at the time. And reaches out to give Billy candy. Billy screams in shock, having seen someone on the hall. Understandably, <laughs> on the wall. Unfortunately, <laughs> the cops outside hear the screaming, run into the building. Title card: Candyman. Um, we get this great sequence that's like the inverse of the original. Uh, opening credit sequence. So, if you in the original Candyman, you get this really beautiful um, overhead sort of zooming shot of Chicago, and yes. from here we get the same one, but it's shot upwards. So it's all these oh, looming cool. sky rises. Oh, I love, and it's so foggy. I fucking love Chicago. It's Chicago's such a beautiful great. city. The food's great. The people's great. And what? Okay, you got a couple of candy men.
2: Okay, every city's got the candy man. All right. Everybody's got something, you know? Chicago has candy man. They also got deep dish, so. Yeah, seems like an even trade. Come
1: on. Um, We now find ourselves in uh, 2019, and we are in uh, Cabrini Green again, and we see most of the projects have been uh, torn down, and instead there are... Uh, neighborhood is full of brand new high rises, oh, yeah. and there's kind of only one block with the low two story buildings that are uh, at this point abandoned. Yeah, and I will just say this: my brother lived in that neighborhood and basically lived over Cabrini Green when he lived in Chicago for a little bit. And I remember when he lived there, looking out and said they should do a Candyman reboot where they it's set in Cabrini Green since part of it is still here. Yeah, and when you know it, you're, you're and here we are. Uh, We meet up with Troy and his white boyfriend, Grady. I believe we find out Troy is like a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. They are uh, going to visit Troy's sister, Brianna, who is a uh, gallery, like an art curator at a gallery, Mm -hmm. and her artist boyfriend, Anthony. Anthony is is our main character. He's played by uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II. And I believe he's from Watchmen. Which people loved that I didn't oh. see.
2: Oh, I really I watched
1: I liked it. Yeah, he was Dr. Manhattan. He's great in this. I, I don't oh. think I've seen him in anything else, but he's I, I, he's someone I'm like, oh, I'd like to see more of him. Yeah. Aquaman, Trial to Chicago 7. Okay, other stuff I haven't seen that I, I should probably go back and see. Um so they get up, they're now living in a beautiful loft, like with a full other, like essentially a big enough apartment that Anthony has a studio space in the apartment. So they are, they're doing well for themselves. Um, And then, and the implication is that Brianna and Troy, their father was a successful artist. Mm, So, you know, she's very successful in her career, but also like maybe they were coming from money to begin with. Sure. And Anthony is sort of like the maybe brooding, incredibly handsome, successful artist boyfriend. But as we find out, Anthony has not made a new piece of art in two years. He has artist block, much like- sure. I'm I'm in a moment of writer's block and it is killing me.
2: I so. am also in a moment of writer's block and it's really uh, not great. I know it's interesting. <laughs> I it's can't like, even put a sentence together that is more meaningful than just like six words.
1: I'm trying to do the um, artist's way, so I'm like I gotta do um, I gotta try something, and yeah. uh, I've never successfully gotten through it, but I'm gonna try again. Yeah. Um. So Grady and Troy come, and they are looking at this, again, beautiful apartment, incredibly well-appointed, a lot of mirrors. So that's obviously going to be a problem with Candyman okay. it shows up as he's able to sort of show up wherever. Yeah. Troy, as as Brianna's brother, is immediately criticizing everything about his sister's life. She, he's like, where did you get this wine, the dollar store? She's like, you overpaid for this apartment. I could have gotten you something much better, but in a really loving way. Yeah. And Grady's like, you, this is insane. Like, you have to pick your sister because clearly she's doing great, you know. And Troy says, no, you don't know about this neighborhood. This neighborhood is haunted. Like, this neighborhood has so many nicknames. Little Hell, Smoky Hollow, Combat Alley. And uh, Anthony and Brianna also know the neighborhood, Cabrini Green. And basically they explained, as we see in the original movie, that, um, that as Brianna puts it, white people built the ghetto realized they built a ghetto, and then erased it to build on top of it. Yeah. And gentrified everything. And Grady's like, oh, like your apartment. It's sort of like, oh, Um. (laughs) you're also a part of that because you're rich now, you know? Right. And Troy says, do you all want to hear a scary story?
0: This is a story about a woman named Helen Lyle. She was a grad student, a white grad student, doing her thesis on the urban legends of Caprini Green.
1: And she, of course— what well, not even inadvertently. They did it intentionally. They just didn't believe it was real. They, she summoned Candyman yes. in the original film. And her story has been folded into the Candyman legend and tweaked, which we oh. also kind of heard in the original movie, like, oh, all of these stories, like, become different over time. Yeah. So, so, Troy's version of Helen's story is she was doing research. She went down to Cabrini Green interviewing people. And one day she snaps. She beheads a Rottweiler, and the police find her doing snow angels in a pool of dog blood. Anthony Brianna are like that's, that's not in the first one, obviously not real. So a Rottweiler is beheaded. I remember that, but it wasn't like her because she went crazy. No, it was Candyman. Candyman, and also she didn't do snow angels in blood. But like the, the idea is like, oh, something happened, and yes. then in the telling of it's like, and that's not even that's not even the worst part. She was right. playing in the blood or whatever, like embellishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. But of course, like Anthony telephone. Brown is like that. That didn't happen. Like that's made up. And Troy says, "Look it up," because that's not Where? all. <laughs> Google. She goes on a rampage. He says, and she takes one of the babies of the residents of Cabrini Green. Of course, we know, having seen the original, that uh, Candyman took the baby, and then yes. Helen try- did everything to try to, to find save the baby. The baby. And so, in in our knowledge of it, having seen the original, she saved the baby and sacrificed herself. In this telling of it, which is like now that she's part of the urban legend, Troy says, the night of the Cabrini Green bonfire, Helen arrives with the baby and runs towards the fire to sacrifice him in a fugue state. But the residents were able to wrestle the baby out of her hands, and Helen walked into the fire to die. Now, everyone's listening— a I'm compelling sorry. story. Absolutely. And at the end of the year, Candyman, everyone sort of goes to Helen's funeral and like pays her respects. But it is a more consp- compelling story if she she was insane and we don't have to even get into right. what is Candyman? How did he do right. all that? Oh How no, is that he to be do my do baby?
2: Right. right,
1: so it's like, okay, it's resolved. She is dead. That She was the evil villain. We've moved on. And everyone's sort of listening wrapped and Troy goes, is that rosé I brought in the fridge? And he storms over to get it. And Troy says, they're, they're, they're wrapping up later, they have dinner. And as they're leaving, Troy says to Anthony, You had better start painting again because my sister can't support you forever.
2: And so obviously there's some Ooh, tension brewing. Okay, over this. yes. That's Before, a real horror movie discussing yeah. family finances.
1: <laughs> as they get to bed, Anthony is already Googling Helen Lyle and does find the report about the, the Rottweiler being beheaded. Because if you remember, people did assume it was her yeah, at yeah, the time. Yeah. So we know, now that Anthony is uh, looking into it, we know maybe where this is headed. Anthony, you should have left well enough alone. Yeah, just
2: move on,
1: go paint. Um, In the morning, Brianna's uh, co-gallerist, co-curator, Clive, comes over, obviously named after Clive Barker, um, whose uh, short story, The Forbidden, is what Candyman is based on. He comes over to talk to Anthony. He has a big show coming up that Anthony is supposed to have art in. Mm-hmm. And he says, you are the only artist that has not shown me what's going to be in the show. I want to see it. And Anthony shows him something that he did two years ago. And he's like, look, I loved you two years ago. This is you two years ago. What are you this this year? Right. And his art is uh, sort of, they, they do say this because then you see his art develop over the um movie. And so it's done in a different style by the end of it, which I thought, again, a very interesting artistic choice that yeah. I appreciated the attention was paid to it. So they're kind of more like not cartoony, but like um, obviously drawn. Like it was like a black man's yes. chest with a red noose, and and sort of like, what is your what's the evolution of something yes. that like has been great? But like, I'm, if Clive says, what happened to the next great hope of the Chicago art scene? Which always helps you when you're when you as an artist you can't do anything. Someone says, well, what happened to you?
2: Yeah, right. It's like that'll thanks. always snap you right out of whatever creative struggle you're having. You're
1: yes. like, oh, of course. And Anthony said, obviously, Anthony's like, we well, you know I am working on um, some new stuff. Um, what is it about? Oh, you know, it's actually about, um, you know, the uh, white supremacy and gentrification on black communities, like, like where I'm from, Bronzeville. And Clive says, mm, the South Side is a little played out. So we you know Clive will be dying at the hands I of Candyman. Gone. Yeah. And then Anthony, come get your man. And Anthony says, or, um, or it could be about Cabrini Green. And now Clive is interested. He's like, oh, no, that's a story we could talk about, you know. So okay. not less interested in his actual art and more like, how am I going to promote you? Like, what is the story that I could get rich people to come and like buy the art, essentially? Yes. Um, so uh, Clive and Brianna head into work. And Brianna reminds Anthony, tonight we are getting dinner at your mom's. So you have to show up at 7 p.m. Do not forget. Obviously, Anthony immediately starts researching Helen Lyle and Cabrini Green. And because they live right there, he walks over there. And I will say the clothing is already so dated. Like, uh, for whatever reason, his outfits to me look so 2019. What is he wearing? It's like baseball shirts and skinny jeans and like hot, like, like that are too short with like high socks and like flat sneakers. I was like, no one's wearing that
2: anymore. I'm not even a fashionable person. 2020 was a real like pivotal moment for just like everyday (laughs) personal style. Things really changed.
1: And it is funny because it's, like, you'd think as an artist maybe to have more style. But I guess maybe the idea is, like, he doesn't think about his style. He just, like, puts on whatever. And then, you know, he, his art goes on the canvas. Uh, he walks over to Cabrini Green. And he, based on some photos that he found online, he sees that there's a church still standing. And it used to be covered in graffiti. And now it has been white, literally whitewashed. So the entire church is, is painted over in white. Allison, he goes to take a photo of the church, you know, yeah. reference for his art. And a bee stings him on the hand. At night? No, no. This is during the day. Oh, Sorry. during the day. This is during the day. Bees a bee are bee sting at night. at night. Terrifying. Do they sleep? Um. Let me Google.
2: Do, Do bees
1: sleep? Bees sleep. Sorry, it's telling you- me I can induce lactation. Oh, yes. Apparently, they they honeybees sleep between five and eight hours a day. Oh, my God. Good for them. But they sleep at night. So to your yeah. point, if it was night, that would be weird. But it would it's be during weird. the day. So. During the
2: day. All right. You can get a bee sting during the day.
1: Um, and the bee drops and he looks and the bee is immediately swarmed by ants, which drag it away to be consumed. Um, Anthony climbs over a fence into sort of uh, an area he shouldn't be and is now in the low rows of apartment buildings. Okay. Um, all abandoned. And so he's walking, he's oh, he goes into an open door taking photos of the graffiti, just trying to get some inspiration. And someone walks by outside and he he sort of flinches and he sees a drawing of a man on the on the wall. Perhaps some sort of, I don't know, candy man of mm-hmm. some sort. And we see him walk outside just as a cop car goes by and he kind of ducks behind. because so obviously he's trespassing, he shouldn't be in there, even though no one's there. Right. And a man calls out to him and says, They never used to come around back in the day unless it was to take someone in. But we're now they're the cops. Yeah. So now cops are here all the time. And there's a very few people who do live in these buildings still, not yeah. in, directly where we're at, but like in Breeding Green. In this like, general, yeah. And so they're constantly monitoring us. So now there's all these high rises and all of the low income people are being monitored yes. by police. Yes, yes. And the guy's carrying a bunch of packages and Anthony offers to help him and the manager uses himself as William. And he says, I own a laundromat in the area. And uh, Anthony walks with him and um, William sort of starts to tell him about the area. Again, Anthony's loving all this. He's like, okay, there's something here for my art. And uh, they br- he brings up Helen Lyle. And William says, mm-hmm. you know, ask people about Girl X, Dontell Davis, uh, and people don't know who she is, which we did talk about, I believe, in the uh, original. It comes up, the idea of, like, there were these horrific murders,
2: yes, and
1: um, then people forget about them. And he's saying, like, Helen Lyle was a white woman, so no one ever forgets that that happened, yeah. And Girl Acts is a horrible murder of a young mm-hmm. woman, and sort of folding in these real life murders into a reality, and sort of um, tying it back into the larger premise of this, which is like. How do you? What is the point of urban legends? What are we trying to do with them? What is the idea of of Candyman? Right. So William says, "Could you hand me a pen?" And uh, uh, sorry, Anthony says, "Could you hand me a pen? I want to take notes on all this." And William hands him a laundromat pen, and he says, "You know, Helen Lyle was out here looking for one thing, Candyman, and if you ask me, I think she found him." So we flash back to 1977, and we realized
2: that William was Billy,
1: the little boy in the, the laundry room. The little boy
2: room. who was doing laundry. Got it. I figured.
1: And it, yeah. And he probably loved laundry so much that he opened a laundromat. So, oh. Or it was like so that. scarred that he had to open a laundromat. He had to
2: because his whole life became laundry yeah. and trauma.
1: Oh, cleaning. Yeah, cleansing, cleansing. You know, trying to restore him. Um, and he says, you know, Candyman was a legend, but to me, Candyman was this guy Sherman Fields. He had a hook for a hand. He was a real weirdo. He would hand out candy, One October, a little white girl got a razor blade in her candy and the cops immediately assumed it was Sherman because of his candy reputation. Yeah. So he started to hide in the walls of the Cabrini Green to try to avoid the police. And now we're back in the laundromat. We see little Billy scream. And then he and Sherman just sort of stand and look at each other as we hear the cops run into the building. Mm. And we know what's going to happen. And Billy takes a piece (sighs) of the candy and Sherman's just smiling because, like, Sherman doesn't understand what's about to happen. Yeah. And oh. Billy climbs the stairs as the cops swarm in past him. Like, I mean, does like a dozen cops. Yeah. And he sits there and we hear Sherman oh, screaming. Okay. And he says, the cops killed him on the spot. Oh. And then a couple of weeks later, more razor blades started showing up in candy. It wasn't Sherman, it wasn't him. Yeah. Um, back at home, Anthony is now creatively invigorated. He's like, this is incredibly— I would say with Helen, where it's just like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know any of this. Yeah. Like, this is fascinating. He's looking up death photos of Sherman Fields. It's awful. Um of course. It, It's—yeah. And, you know, obviously, it's relevant. I mean, this is before George Floyd, I guess. But, like, it, it, it's always, you know, it's always—you know, it's—they're not— Oh, yeah,
2: 2019.
1: Yeah. Like, I appreciate that she's not pulling punches about what this movie is about. And how could yes. you, you know? Um, So you see him. He's been beaten to death. It's awful. Mm. And he, uh, Anthony starts by drawing a thick horizontal line across the canvas. Later, it's a night. Brianna gets home and says, okay, so you just didn't come to your mom's? Like, you totally forgot about dinner. Please (laughs) call that woman. She's going to kill me. And then she says, not everyone has a parent they could go visit, and you should appreciate that you can do that still. Anthony, however, is already kind of on his own path and he says, Come yeah. look at my
2: art. He's already oh, becoming boy. consumed, right? Ugh. Imagine like getting home and or like getting to your friend's house, like, come look at my art. It's like, can't we just like have a drink or something? Like, what are we?
1: <laughs> also, his art is of a black man who was an innocent black man who's been beaten Birdly, to death yeah. by the cops. So and Brianna's like, it's the
2: end of a long day kind of need a minute. Yeah.
1: But then he has her come in, ha- has her come in, and it is like a very, it's car- again, cartoonish in a way. Like it's yeah. not, you know, it's
2: um, clearly, clearly drawn. It's for. not like trying to be photorealistic or anything. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And it's not like a portrait or anything. And, and Brianna says, well, it's very literal. I'll be honest. Like it doesn't seem like something different than what you've been doing. It's also extremely sad. It's a really hard image. The story yes. is interesting, but like this is a, a t- t- tough sell, I would say, for the gallery. Not that you have to worry about that, but like, um, I don't know. I, I she's very unnerved by it, right? And he's telling her about Candyman. He's all excited, and so what we're to understand basically is like Helen and Sherman have been subsumed into the legend of Candyman, and the way they we describe it in the movie is sort of like many characters, one legend. So many okay. many bees, one hive. So yes. all these different stories are the Candyman legend. And she's like, well, that's all very interesting, but I don't know. And Anthony says, I've never been so clear before. Oh, boy. And there's one other part of the legend I want to tell you about, Brianna. If you look into a mirror and say his name five times, he'll appear and kill you. So I thought we could do that. Did, did they not know that part? I guess not. Well, no. Wait, th- in this
2: movie, you mean? Yeah. I think he just Googled it and found out just now. Wow. I feel like if you lived where Candyman is from and he that legend was, like, known to you, like, that was, like, well, the so biggest he, thing about the legend is so that they're if you said from, his name, you could summon him.
1: Yeah, but they're not from Cabrina Green. They're from the south side. So I think the okay. idea is that it's extremely localized, which okay, I just okay, think, I, can, I mean, okay. I could be wrong, but I imagine you're Chicago. You go to school. Like, somebody would have mentioned it to you. Yeah.
2: I Yeah. That, all right.
1: Yeah. But I guess it's like Helen, like, it, maybe sure. it was just some... A a legend that was particular to Cabrini-Green that people wouldn't have necessarily told outside of it. But I agree. It's something that you'd think in Chicago would be more of a thing in in that kind of city. Uh, And Brianna says, I'm not doing that. But, of course, Anthony squats down behind her, and there's a big mirror in their living room. And he starts to say, Candyman. Mm -mm. Candyman.
2: She says, fuck that. (laughs) That's not funny. There's not even a mirror here. And I'm like, don't do it. (laughs)
1: I absolutely not. If he's behind me, please tell me.
2: I'm getting you know. really upset.
1: Um, and Anthony's like laughing. He's like, "I'm sorry." And then she notices bee sting, which is horrible. It looks like he's having an allergic reaction. She says, "Oh my god, does that hurt?" He said, "Yeah, it does." Yeah, <laughs> Allison, it's the night of the big art show. Ooh. I think I love this movie. Just I know I, I don't. Have we done Velvet Buzz Buzz Saw? I know we talked about it for no. a long time. We haven't. I love movies that make fun of the art world because I know so little yes. about it. So, like, that is probably what it's like. Yeah, like, there's something
2: like, satisfying about it. The only thing I know about the art world is like going to uh, open gallery Thursdays oh, in I, Chelsea yes. when I was 23 and no fucking money. So I was just get like two free, free wine and cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. I, I it, it was fun. Um, so the name of the art exhibit is A Fickle Dissonance, which oh, I thought was so funny. Like they're That's all named really that. Really funny. Um, And we see a white teen girl, Haley, um, looking at a piece of video art. So a big screen uh, falling down from the ceiling that is being, has a video projected on it. And then she goes to the next piece of art. It is Anthony McCoy's Say My Name 2019.
2: Okay.
1: It is a mirror, a triptych mirror, like a bathroom mirror. Yeah. And of course, he invites the viewer to say Candyman five times.
2: Mm Mm-mm. I can't think of an art show I would like to be at less. um, I was in being afraid of it and it being stupid. (laughs) Truly, both. (laughs) Um,
1: Just then, Anthony sees uh, famed art critic Finley Stevens examining the work, um, and he, of course, approaches her, a white woman, and is just like sort of trying to explain the art, right? And Finley is already so dismissive of the piece. And he says, no, no, there's more. Go ahead and open it. And she opens the middle mirror.
2: Like much a medicine like, cabinet style? Exactly.
1: So mm-hmm. evoking the Something bathroom mirror. Like I think
2: mirror, about all the time from that movie.
1: It's so good and so terrifying. And not since then, TikTok has proven that a lot of yes. those bathroom mirrors are just stuck in the wall and connected mm-hmm. to the next. So there would be a gaping hole should you push the mirror through. Yeah. So he opens it out and then opens the mirror. And on the other side is an entirely other room, which is filled with his art, which is sort of bl- uh, black light art. I will okay. say, again, it's like his past work. So the work is not itself, okay. you know, the, it's an interesting Evolving co- concept. Now. Yes. And you can see on her, like, she's Amelia, rolling her eyes, like, oh my, God. oh, my God. And he says, the way I look at it is, how do you depict tragedy into a focused lineage that leads to now? And she's like, um, okay. And he's say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be standing over your shoulder explaining everything. <laughs> it speaks for itself. And then she says, this is what I do think art critics are like because that's what they've depicted at, as, as in movies. She says, it speaks all right. It speaks in didactic knee-jerk cliches about the ambient <laughs> violence of the gentrification cycle. But the truth is, your kind is the one that kicks off that cycle. And of course, Andy's like a, a, a black oh. person? And she says... Artists. Artists move into a neighborhood and take advantage of dirt cheap rents, thus continuing the cycle. And then she walks off. And I'm like, you were an art critic. Yeah. Where do you get off? Like, it's like, if there weren't artists, you wouldn't have, your profession wouldn't exist.
2: Right. And like, they don't make money until they have great art, so they have to live in cheaper places. I mean, not that like not to justify gentrification, but it's like no, yeah, Girl, you know how this works,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly, right? Yeah, there are not that it's not an important conversation, but it's like that is not the That's reason not, not to like is. that. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so she storms away. Needless to say, Anthony starts to drink. So he's like been really hurt. So he's mm-hmm. just he's drinking drinking beer after beer. And we see Troy and Grady have also come, and Grady says, ooh, should we do Candyman in the Mirror? Troy says, absolutely not. Black people don't borrow trouble. I'm not going to be invoking a spirit here at the art exhibit. That's for white people to do. Yeah. Meanwhile, Brianna, Clive, and intern Jerrica are talking about this other painter, Jameson, who's also a, a black man. And they're praising him, praising his work. And Jameson has just looked at Anthony's work. And he's like, oh, my God, I love that you hid the paintings. It's so smart. Where they all found materials? Like, they look like you found them in a thrift store in the desert. And Clive and Jerrica start laughing. And Anthony's like, Mm. no, no, I found them in my studio where I painted them. them. And because he's drunk, he says, you goofy ass fuck. And everyone's so shocked, but I thought, like, that's the funniest way to insult, like, an obviously pompous rival of yours, you yeah. know? And, and he also lashes out at Clive and Jerrica, who snicker. And, and Clive says, You know, you wouldn't be here if Brianna didn't make sure you're in the show, right?
2: Like, and Anthony I just says, don't Get a hobby?
1: Yeah, I mean, don't worry. Clive is, uh, did it the the doornail in about 20 minutes here. But, <laughs> and Anthony says back to him, Don't you have some morning after pills you have to pick up for your summer intern program? Ooh. And then Brianna like ushers him through the front door, but he's drunk, so he basically falls out the front door, which is a very <laughs> funny moment. And also, what a funny exit line! Yeah. And Jerica said, "Turns to Clive and it's just like, I don't, just so you know, I'm on, I'm on the Nuva Ring. And Clive sort of was like, "Don't say that!" Like he's obviously fucking all of his interns. <laughs> um. After the show, Clive and Jerica are cleaning up the beer bottles, and Clive's like. A Brianna strong armed me into letting Anthony into the show. What kind of piece of art was that? It's just a fucking mirror. It is terrible art. If she can't control her man, then it's over for him. Meanwhile, the video's playing on the screen and they're just kind of cleaning up. And Jerica says, Maybe we should do it. Maybe we should say Candyman into the art piece. And Clyde Go says, No, it. not before we fuck. And then he says, Actually, never mind. In Necro- case we die. <laughs> yeah, he says, Never mind. Necrophilia has always been on my list. So again, we know that. Okay, well, kill him now. Honestly, yeah. just get him out of here. Jerrica says, So let's do this. And she sort of clips his belt to his belt lo- or his belt. I'm not exactly sure why. And, uh, you know, that's sort her of thing. And they start kissing in front of the mirror. And she begins, as they're starting to fuck, say, Candyman. Candyman. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Imagine if you were
2: having sex with someone and they started saying Candyman. <laughs> girl, it wouldn't surprise me at this point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that maybe that. <laughs> Yeah. The, ga- the gals I date. Um,
1: <laughs> meanwhile, back in the studio, a very morose looking Anthony looks up to see a, a bee bumbling around against his mirror. But when he reaches out to touch it, the bee is on the inside. And at that point, Allison, I have to ask
2: what would you do? What would you do?
1: I, who am I? I would say Anthony, if you saw a bee inside
2: of a mirror, what'd you do? What would you do? I, I let somebody know about the this is bee number two, and I'm investigating candy. But like I, I'm, I'm gonna stop following the Candyman stuff immediately. It would just be
1: such a red flag.
2: Yeah, it's like all right, whether this is real or not, things are getting weird. Like I'm just gonna throw in the towel. Go find something else to be inspired by. I know that's easier said than done as a creative, but like I know. this ain't it. Okay. So my question is, if
1: you suddenly had, I don't know what you're working on a TV show. Let's say you you're, you're, you got your uh, writer's block right now, right? Yeah. All of a sudden you wake up, you got it. It's happening. Okay. And then that same morning you saw be on the inside of your mirror. Would you at least try to finish the pilot or would you go tell someone right away?
2: I would go tell someone right away. Yeah. I think you gotta.
1: Ooh, I feel like I could talk myself into
2: not, but I know that I should go tell someone right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it, dep- it depends how long it's been since I've had a paycheck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and SuperDeck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See
1: store for details. A um, great, great point Um. Back in the gallery, Jerrica says, Candyman says f- five times and then says, see, nothing. Allison, Candyman steps behind Clive, who is sort of standing with his arms around Jerrica, reaches around both of them and slits to Jerrica's throat. So she drops oh my God. to the ground. And Clive looks up to see Candyman standing in front of the video screen and then takes his hook and slashes it across the screen. But then he reverses, and we realize that Candyman is cutting the sc- physically cutting the screen from inside the film. Oh. So he is in the image, and in the image of it, he is physically slicing it. It was a very cool effect. I love it. Wait. Okay. So it's, it's, it's the projection of him that is cutting. The screen is, is being torn in two by a projection of him. hmm Again, it's a visual medium. Use your imagination. I'll figure it out. Please do. Thank you. <laughs> um, Clive runs to the front door. unfortunately cannot get it open in time. And we see him dragged by an invisible hand in the air back to the mirror. And when he's hoisted aloft, it, you know, he looks like he's being held up by the invisible man. And in the mirror, we see Candyman slitting his throat. Yeah. Good. In his studio, Anthony is a man Using consumed, a hook? Using, using his hook, baby. Kay. He's got that hook hand. Ready yeah. to go. Ready to go. Anthony is painting a huge portrait. And from here, we start to see like this real development in his ability. Like these okay. very haunting layered like layers and layers of paint um, of, of, of black men. Of course, the black men uh, that we're going to see or who, who they are, are going to be the men of the Candyman legend. And then it's, like, these, like, portraits where, like, part of it will be a face, and then part of it will be a skull, and it will be, like, Ooh. all these different m- multiple colors. It was, a, again, I uh, an excellent choice, because you do have to see him progress in order yeah. to understand why would you think, like, what are you why doing? Why would you
2: keep going down this path if you're just, like, making more of the same art that isn't really furthering your career?
1: Yeah. But you're like, okay, I guess I get it. Like, you yeah. find, after two years, you sort of, like, unclog, and then you have this, however, you, it can't even, you know? Yeah,
2: there, there
1: is a cost. Oh, also, his hand is bee sting. Looks like it's starting to um, cause all the skin on his hand to fall off. So you see, see, oh, gradually, it looks okay. like he's been burned. Like it's horrible. Oh, but he can't even pay attention to it. Unfortunately, Brianna has to go to the gallery in the morning, and when she opens it, she finds the bodies of her coworker Clive and the intern Jerica, murdered, um, in front of her partner's art piece. Uh Anthony at home sees the news report about the murders, and it says that bodies were found in front of his RPs, and they said his name. And he goes, they said my name. They said my name, Aww. and they said the name of my piece, which is, say my name. Aww. And he turns—it was a great cut of, like, he's so happy. And then Brianna and Troy are sitting there, like, open-mouthed at his excitement. And he kind of, like, shuts down, like, oh, but it's still bad. But it's just a very funny shot of them, like, standing—like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> Brianna storms away into the kitchen um, because, obviously, she saw the body, so she's incredibly traumatized. We also see a little of her backstory to maybe explain why uh, she's—perhaps some of these things are not as much of a red flag to her, which is when she found the bodies, we see her flashback to the death of her father. Okay. Also a very successful artist. Unfortunately, we see the day he died, Allison. He's sitting in the window of his art studio, and little Brianna, who's like eight or something, wanders in and there. says, "What are you doing?" And her father turns and says, "I bet you didn't know your daddy could fly." And he pushes himself out of the window. <gasps> no, it's so sad. I'm like, that's got to be one of the worst things you could ever see. It's not the worst thing.
2: Like, ah, uh, yeah, that's like a parent uh, killing it's number number 1. a child. Oh
1: boy, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oy. Um That night, understandably, Brianna's uneasy dreams and wakes uh, to look in the mirror and we see a man standing in the shadow in a fabulous coat, Allison.
2: Oh, it's like, that's great, but it's also not great. It's not I that great. Is. I mean, it's nice that he dressed up for the occasion, the occasion I being d- invading your dreams. I do love that Candyman will, like, turn a look to it's get the job so done. It's so good.
1: It's just so much better. Like, every yeah. village should have a little bit of a look. Yeah,
2: something. Even she Frankenstein turns. has a sports coat.
1: Yeah. She turns. I was thinking it was like a starter jacket. Like remember when I had like a Hornet starter jacket in the <laughs> 90s? Um, she turns to the doorway. There's no one there. But she gasps awake. That was a dream. And Anthony is standing in his undies at the sink with the water running, just sort of standing there in a stupor. Okay. And she says, what's going on? UK? you okay? And he, said, he says, I had a bad dream. And then he just slowly shuts the door in her face. Not great. Anthony, even though, again, uh, all that stuff's happened, and uh, well, the, he saw the bee on the inside of the mirror, which uh, we both agree would be enough of a red flag not to keep do- going down this uh, path. Absolutely. He goes to the university library and requests the uh, access to Helen Lyle's research files. I didn't ah, even, you even have that to go to the mind. urban legends wing. <laughs> And um, he kind of turns on the charm, and you see the librarian's like, oh, oh, hello, are you, are, how, I mean, oh, I didn't even know this was here, I uh, are you interested <laughs> in Urban Legends? And then she turns around and was like, oh, so are you a grad student? And by the time she turns back, he's just taken it. <laughs> and uh, within the research files uh, of Helen Lyle are her tapes, which we heard her make in the original Candyman. Oh, right, yes. Because if you remember, she initially found out about the Candyman legend from the two custodians at the university who told her, like, oh, everybody knows about Candyman. It's real. And then that's what sends her to Cabrini Cream. So we hear those recordings and we hear Helen explaining, you know, um, the summoning of Candyman. It grew from a community's subconscious You know, there's trauma that has built up, and it's sort of like this cathartic thing. And she and her—and Bernadette, who we remember her friend from the movie, we performed the ritual. So now Mm. he knows, oh they also did it. Mm. And Anthony gets on the elevator, which immediately gets stuck, and he hits the alarm. And we see, literally at this point, his hand up into his sleeve looks like it's been burned. Something is ha- bad happening to the Also, skin. like, let's get that checked out.
2: You know, if we're not going to stop following the Candyman trail, yeah. which, like, I get it. You're creatively inspired. Keep it going, even though it's terrifying and uh, going to get worse. At
1: yeah. least, like,
2: manage the medical situation that you're experiencing. I also
1: think, like, Brianna, I think probably, like, she's both terrified that her she, her partner is becoming her father. But I mm-hmm. do think it's like, oh, if he's acting like this and also he's having some physical breakdown... You got to get him in to talk to somebody. You got to see some kind of doctor. Yeah, Any kind
2: of doctor at this point.
1: Allison, we hear something hit the ground. It's a piece of candy. Mm -hmm. And as we saw in the trailer, he picks it up and there's a razor blade in it and it cuts his finger. And as you watch the blood drip, a blood drop falls from the ceiling onto his Mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. And when he looks up at the mirrored ceiling, we see the smiling face of a bloody beaten Sherman Fields. Oh, yes, 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 yes. The lights go off, and we hear a crunching, which is really interesting, like a very wet, crunching sound. See, and when, I don't like that. Oof. It's it just because it's also like, I'm to this day, having seen this a couple times, I'm not sure what the sound was. But I don't need to know. And no. I know it wasn't good. When the lights turn on, uh, Anthony is huddled on the floor, and the door just open. And it's a bunch of college students who are like,
2: uh. And he Hello? sort of just
1: uh, hu- hurries out past them. In his studio, he's painting while listening to more of Helen's tapes. And she's talking to one of the, the custodians um, in, in one of the tapes. And then she's talking to Kitty, who is um, yes. one of the women who, who told her about the, uh, this woman, Ruthie, who was killed in Cabrini Green. And the story, as Kitty tells it, is the one that leads them there, which is um, somebody came through the wall. Yes. And Ruthie was killed by a hook. Helen, of course, is like, it couldn't have been the wall. Then they find the bathroom uh, mirror can be removed, yes. creating a hole. So they're like, oh, my God. that There's a uh, factual basis for the urban legend. Obviously, that's the issue. And then finally Candyman shows up, you know, midway right. of the movie. But um, we hear him. He's just sort of, like, going through all of her recordings, setting us up to the um, initial Candyman movie. Uh, Anthony gets a call. Um, but Brianna says wherever you're going please don't we have that dinner tonight Jack Hyde is in town he's like some big uh, New York art person and she says he never comes to Chicago so please don't fuck this up he's like I'm not gonna fuck this up I'm look at how good I'm doing and she says no no don't fuck this up for me don't yeah. be weird don't you're be we- being yeah. weird
2: yeah maybe just like Let the art do the talking.
1: Yeah. Um, However, the call that Anthony got was to the home of the art critic Finley Stevens, who is now writing a piece about Anthony's art and the murders. So I think it's sort of like, oh, everyone's really titillated by the murders. So now his art seems really relevant and interesting. Mm. Um, And she says, all of a sudden, your work seems eternal. It's like, well, I, I, just so you know, you have about fifteen minutes to live, so yeah. uh, enjoy it while you can. can. And Anthony says, "Well, I'm actually doing a full series about the Candy Man. I would like to do a whole show about it." And she says, "I would. That's an excellent idea." And Anthony says, "You know, I'm surprised you like my piece now after what you said, but let's be real. You know who makes the ghetto, and it's not artists. Am I right?" And of course, family, you know, as a white woman and an absolute fucking snob, like doesn't reply. just yeah. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, but if you're really interested, if you want to be part of the work, which I think you should, then you should say his name. I dare you. You just have to say his name into a mirror for oh five times. And Finley is a little uncomfortable. She says, ball. "Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then he says, that's as, good as t- that's as good of a time as any.
2: In the bathroom, we see Finley. I'm definitely not going to do it when I'm alone in a bathroom. You want to do it with somebody else? If I'm going down because Candyman shows up with his hook, we're all going. Okay. Um. Interest. An interesting
1: idea. I would do it alone. No. Okay. Well, let me know. I would make you. I'm be happy with to be me. in the room. Yeah, that's fine. I feel fine about that. I'm okay. happy to be there. Um, we see her sort of take a breath. Uh, meanwhile, we see Brianna head over to dinner. Obviously, worried about her partner, whether or not he's uh, a coming. B mentally well or see uh, perhaps becoming the candy man and we see anthony sitting in finley's living room he starts to peel up the skin on his hand no and he just started picking it so much so it totally lifts and you could see the blood start to well and she's taking a lot long, long time in that bathroom and he's got that dinner so he makes it his way to the hallway like oh um finley i don't know um but of course allison these people, I need to get more mirrors. Because, like, everyone has a
2: million mirrors in their, yeah. in their apartments. It does look How many cool. mirrors do you have in your apartment?
1: Um, other than the bathroom mirror, I have one big one. Uh, like, a, that leans against yeah, the wall. Yeah, I have one like big one and then my bathroom mirrors. I want to get a big one for the wall, though. I like I that. big a big mirror. Um. Uh, she's taking forever. He looks in the mirror and looks away. And when he turns, he is Sherman Fields. Oh. Complete with Hook. And bloody battered face looking back at him. And Anthony reaches out his hand, which he's he's wrapped a bandage around, and Sherman reaches out his hook, and they touch against the glass. Like, like, (laughs) exactly (laughs) like E.T. As more and more bees start thudding against the inside of the mirror. Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Suddenly, Finley opens the bathroom door and says, are you okay? And then he says, I gotta go. And he runs out. Okay. And as soon as he leaves, we see Finley walk in her living room. This is a great shot of the outside of the building. It sort of almost looks like a dollhouse. Like, oh, you see yeah. all these illuminated apartments, and there's no sound. Like, you don't hear anything from the side. And we see Finley walk in the living room. And as soon as she is, an invisible hand picks her up, and an invisible hook slashes her throat. And then the candy man, who again, we can't right. see presses her head against the glass and drags her along, leaving a thick line of blood. The Candyman's canvas. Oh, Chicago. As an artist. Um, at dinner, Jack Hyde introduces Brianna to Daniel Harrington, director of the MCA, and he, she, he says, but I get first dibs on her. Clive had to die for Brianna to be free, am I right? Jesus like, Christ. Well, the man was brutally murdered, <laughs> along with a college right. student. And a couch who unfortunately had to fuck him is her last act, Ugh. which no one deserves. Allison, everyone at dinner. Uh, uh, finally, um, Anthony arrives. Everyone gets a text. Finley Stevens was found dead in her home. Of course, Brianna's like, oh god, no, no, oh boy, probably with my boyfriend. <laughs> and she looks at him. And he just like looks at the table. And they say, oh, she was found by her dead by her husband. Oh my god, the husband's a suspect. Obviously, he
2: would yeah. be. Of course. You know. And, and in which reality, would also be guilty.
1: 100%. <laughs> yeah, I would say, sans candy man. But it would be unfortunate when you get home, you're like, boy, this doesn't look good for nope. me, does yeah, it? Yeah, that's got to be tough. Um, Andy, of course, plays it super uh, cool, by which I mean he jumps up and screams, I got to go and sprints out of the <laughs> restaurant. While Brianna yells, they? Um, So he runs over the laundromat. Because he's freaking out, so he's like, I need to talk to William, who is a source of information. And he runs over and you hear them in voiceover. He says, what is he? And William says, Candyman ain't a he.
0: Candyman's the whole damn hive.
1: Because he said there's a lot of people who have died and been sort of passed into the legend. He's like, here's one. Samuel Evans, run down during the first white housing riots of the 1950s. William Bell, lynched in the 1920s, but the initial Candyman, which we know from the original it was a death in the 1890s. It is a story that Helen Lyle found R- William Robitel. And of course we see at Anthony's studios, he has been painting portrait of all these di- portraits of all these different men. And we see the William Robatel So he is Anthony Todd, you know, sort of this beautiful skeletal portrait of, of Tony mm-hmm. Todd. Um, and he explains, and then we see again in, um, shadow puppets, William Robichell, uh, an African-American painter, sort of the, the toast of white society, mm-hmm. like, oh, he'll come, and he'll, he's an incredible artist, and that's the purpose he serves, you know, to make white art for white people, which, again, we're drawing the analogy to Anthony. Yes. And unfortunately, he made the biggest mistake you can make at the time. For a black man, he fell in love with a white yes. woman, and they got pregnant. And, of course, her father hired men to kill him, they chased him down into the area that is now Cabrini Green. They cut off his hand and rammed a hook into the stump, cover, covered him in honey and let him get stung by bees. In the end, that they set him on fire to yes. kill him. And Anthony says, so he's real. And William says, all these men are yeah. real. You know, Candyman is the legend to deal with the fact that these things are real, that they happened, and that they're still happening. Which isn't really a satisfying answer for Anthony, but it's like, I mean, it's real in as much as all of this is, all this horrible happened. stuff is real. Yeah. And so Anthony comes home and he finds Brianna in his studio. And now he's suddenly scared. He's like, oh my God, I've brought this into our home. Yeah, And he's, and she sort of has pulled off some of the, um, canvas. what do you call yeah. it? Like he, tarps and stuff. And he's like, what is going on? Like, these are so morbid, like, is this is all Candyman. And he says, um, I promise me you won't think I'm insane. I think I made a mistake and I conjured Candyman. And, of course, Brianna immediately thinks of her father. And she's yeah. like, Candyman is not real. You, are, you, we, 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 you, you can't believe this is real. And it's sort of like, oh, you, she's entered a cycle without realizing yeah. it. He's entered something without realizing it. And Brianna says, look, I'll show you he's not real. And she turns and starts to say Candyman into the mirror. Girl, no. And luckily, Anthony shatters it. But, of course, that terrifies well, her. Where it's like, oh, you're terrifying. breaking things now. And she runs all the apartment, which I'm like, frankly, that's if I was Anthony, I'd be like, just get out of here. Yeah, you know, I,
2: I I'd rather you be yeah. scared. Go stay with your family. And, go go stay with exactly. a friend. I'll kind of try and wrap this up. Loves my mind. Yeah. I'll try to wrap
1: up the, can- the I'll, I'll trying to get candy man leave me alone. <laughs> um. So she goes to Troy and Grady's apartment, and Troy is incredibly upset, and it's like, oh, he, I'm sorry. He thinks he's a Basquiat wannabe, coming here and smashing mirrors, like tragic artist. And she's like, no, obviously he's going through something. I I just can't stay there. And they say, don't worry. You can stay here as long as you want. Um, And Troy says, actually, while you're here, mom wants to close out the storage unit. And there's a ton of dad's work in there. And Brianna says, I don't want any of that in my house. I don't want it. And Troy says, well, I'm just going to call it out. You don't have to support another artist during his psychotic break. You don't have to, like, you don't have to do this. And he says, You know, you could stay here as long as you need. We'll figure it out. We'll go get your stuff tomorrow, as long as you promise not to summon Candyman. And we're gonna, like, oh my God, who would even do that, even as a joke? Unfortunately, we cut to Haley, the white teenage girl that we saw at the art mm-hmm. gallery at high school, at her high school. Oh, yeah. And she's got um, a couple of her friends with her, and they're all in the girls' room. This is how I would do it. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, they're all in the girls' room, and um, all these girls are white. And she says, have you guys heard of Candyman? And she explains sort of the yes. legend. Like, if we say his name five times in the mirror. And one girl runs out. One girl's like, I'm not doing this. Uh, that she runs be that. out. <laughs> yeah. And they all stand together and they say it five times. Unfortunately, Trina, the, obviously the school nerd who's constantly bullied, who's a black girl, comes in. And Haley's like, hi, Trina. You look really fucking hungover. And Trina goes to the stall and puts her headphones on. And all the girls, like, kick her door, mock her. So, you know, they're going to be killed by by candy. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. Haley and her friends go to the bathroom door. And when they try to open it, it is stuck shut. Meanwhile, we see one of her friends has opened up a compact. And in the compact, a bee has appeared Um, on the inside. She also sees something in the mirror and whips around, but there's nothing there. But she starts to say, guys. And then one by one, as they're all sort of like trying to open the door, they're sort of picked off from behind. And Trina's in the stall. She does look hungover, listens to her headphones, and slowly she starts to hear screaming. And as she takes off her headphones, she could hear the other girls being slaughtered. And she sees in the compact, which has fallen open on the floor, Candyman floating over one of the girls like she's the mirror is screaming. showing her
2: what's happening ten feet away.
1: okay exactly yeah so she's still in the stall hiding on the toilet and in the compact we see what's happening, which uh, is a candyman killing a bunch yeah. of kids and the final girl screams as blood sprays everywhere. Meanwhile, back in the studio, Anthony wakes up on the ground and he has a mirror shards now stuck in his hand beforehand break
2: a mirror. you're also creating I a know. dangerous situation.
1: Allison, he pulls them out. And while he's there, he notices his um, fingernails have started to detach. And go to uh, a he doctor. pulls one of them
2: off. Finally, thank God he, he does. Because oh I was like, we got it. Deal we, with yeah. it. You can't keep making your art if your whole arm falls off. <laughs> yes, that's a great point. Um, fortunately, he is a wherewithal to
1: finally go to the hospital. And he goes to the closest one. And he, when he waits, he sees a news report about a mass murder at Golan High School. And they say, uh, after the killing, written on the mirror, were the words, say my name, written in blood. So, again, they're like, this is the second murder With this, that connects yeah. back to this piece of art. A doctor comes in and says, well, welcome back, Mr. McCoy. And Andy says, well, I've never I've never been to this hospital in my life. And the doctor says, no, I can't be right. It says, you were born here. You were born right here in Cabrini-Green. Mm-hmm. Allison, I got to ask you, who will survive? <laughs> survive.
2: I sadly think that um, Anthony will be swept up into the Candyman lore. Yeah, he belongs to the ages now. Yeah. I think uh, his girl, the names are all like really escaping me right now. I think his girlfriend will survive and have now the trauma of two um, men in her life who made Art uh, dying violently in front of her. Um, yeah. Who else is left?
1: We've got um, uh, Troy and Grady. So Troy is Brianna's brother and Grady his boyfriend. Um, I think at least one of them will die, if not both.
2: Um, and then we have William, the guy who runs the laundromat. He will survive and he will be able to continue telling the legends of Candyman. Okay, great. That's pretty yeah, much yeah, all. Yeah, that's all that's that's really, yeah, it. principles. Yeah.
0: While no one knows what tomorrow may bring, Bridgestone is working toward a more positive outlook with innovations like developing a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials. It's just one of the many ways Bridgestone is making a difference today, for generations to come. Because that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more.
1: the team with the highest volunteering staff could secure the biggest prize of all, the continuation of American democracy. Head to votesaveamerica.com slash 2024 now
2: and get ready to organize or else. This message has been paid for by Vote Save America. You can learn more at votesaveamerica.com, and this ad has not been authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee.
1: Allison, Anthony finally goes to see the one character he's been dodging the whole movie, his mother, And when she opens the door, we realize that his mother is who from the original of Candyman, which means who is Anthony, Allison? The baby? He's the baby. (gasps) His mother is Anne Marie McCoy, played by the same actress, which I loved. Oh, I guess you're right. Damn it. Well, Well, here we are. (laughs) I guess in my mind... I don't know. You know what I was? Or it's a reveal. I think it's because it wasn't, it wasn't a twist to me because they say his full name and I think I realized that that's, it was her, because her last name was McCoy and we had just done it. They're like, there was some reason that I was like, oh, it wasn't a twist. Sorry, everyone. There was a twist. Okay. However, (laughs) um, he goes and tells her, you know, I heard a story about Candyman and she immediately shushes him, says, do not say that here. He says, mom, you told me I was wearing the South Side. And they're, now I'm finding out this hospital says I was born there. And she says, we you grew up on the South Side, but uh, your first two years of life, you we lived in Cabrini-Green. And he's like, why would you not fucking tell me that? And she says, I just want you to grow up happy and normal. And like all parents, for some reason, they think that he's not giving you information about the, the world. The amount
2: of information my parents have withheld, for, withheld from me about our own lives is wild.
1: <laughs> and to what end? Just tell me. There's... There, Listen, they're lucky that neither of us are the Candy Man. That at this point, is very you know. true. Or maybe we are. I don't know. Um, she reaches out to touch him, and we see that the um decay has gone all the way up, uh, his hand, all the way up his arm, and is now creeping up onto his neck and his beautiful face. Did they not
2: treat it when he went to the hospital that he found out he was born in, or did he leave after the he got else, that information? I think he might have an ailment that
1: human medicine cannot treat. So his hand is bandaged oh, okay. up, but we now see it's all the way up on his okay, so face. Someone at least looked at it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. But I think, unfortunately, it's escalating. Yeah. And he says, basically, could you just just tell me? And she says, when you first got taken, I did think it was that woman. I thought it was Helen Lyle. I found her in her apartment. She's covered in blood. Everyone thought she was crazy. So I'm like, well, what? who else could it be? But it wasn't her. It was him. He had a purpose for you. He wanted you to burn in his fire. But she pulled you out and she gave you back to me. She saved you. And I th- thought it ended that night. And I we vowed to never say his name again. But apparently someone has broken the pact.
2: Well, you can't. Okay. I know. I and get Anthony it. Says, it's not, yeah, not a lot he... of parenting books cover what to do if your baby was wanted by Candyman.
1: What to do if Candyman. What to do if Candyman. What to expect when you're and Candyman. And he says... He found me and she breaks down and says, I'm so sorry. And Anthony storms out while she begs him to stay. To be fair, I mean, like again, like I your mom could have given you this information, but I don't I know. Don't know, if know. She should have told him when she knew he was moving near Cabrini yeah, Green, at Greenhouse. Yeah.
2: Once he was going back to that area, the odds yeah. of him, like, even though it's it's a legend, whatever, you just still should let him know so he doesn't like stumble into it the way he did.
1: Right, if he's moving to New Mexico, sure. maybe you I see not telling
2: it. him. You
1: moved right where it's happening. Allison, of course, he leaves and he goes to Cabrini-Green. We see him walking down the row of uh, apartment buildings and we see two flashes of light, like two muffled gunshots in an apartment and he goes inside. Meanwhile, Troy and Brianna are in back in the apartment so Brianna can get some clothes and things. And Brianna's like, we're here Anthony, I don't want to even see you. We don't want any trouble. But Anthony's not there, so now Brianna's panicking. She, she's like, "Well, who? Where is he? You know, he's my person. I'm in charge of him." And she finds the laundromat pen, which has the name of the laundromat, and she's like, "Oh right, he went to go talk to that weird guy at the laundromat." So she goes down there to try to talk to William. Like, have you seen him? I know you were talking about Candyman with him. She so goes in the back room and she sees Anthony's knit cap on the desk. Mm. She's like, "Okay, so he's been yeah. been here." And she opens the door in the back of the room and it goes, there's uh, stairs down to the basement and she looks there and she says, nope, and shuts Mm-mm. the door. Which is also funny because it's Jordan Peele having co-written it. Yeah. And I took it as like a nope, you know, a nod to the movie. Um, she goes to leave the office only to find the door is locked behind her and she bangs on it, but the actual laundromat is full of dryers and washers so it's kind of noisy. Unfortunately, by the time somebody turns around to look, William has grabbed her from behind and dragged her away. We then flash back to William as a kid, Billy. And he's begging his sister to let him play Candyman with them. And his sister's like 13 with a gr- her girlfriend. Yeah. He's like, get out of the bathroom. This is not for kids. This is like grown-up stuff. Does Shuts the door and he's sort of ang- fuming, yeah, yeah, walking yeah, yeah. around the living room. And then hears some do can- Candyman five time and go silent. And he pushes open the bathroom door, only for it to hit something—his sister's dead body. Oh! And there's blood everywhere. Oh no! And he looks up to see Sherman, who, of course, is already dead, holding his bloody hook to his mouth, and he says, "Shh."
2: So Sherman as Candyman.
1: Okay. Sherman as Candyman. So Sherman has died and passed and now into he has the part Candyman of the,
2: um, legend of the Cabal of Candymen. Yes, the candy men, The Candymen.
1: Fortunately, Allison, Brianna wakes up in the abandoned church in Cabrini Green. She is tied up to a pew, and we see written above the altar, sweets to the sweet. And William sees she's awake and says, now we have a witness. We also see that Anthony is there. He's facing away from her. Okay. He's in a chair facing. Well, he's basically behind where the altar mm-hmm. would be. And William makes a panicked phone call to 911. He says, Oh my God, there's a black guy down here at Kareem Green with a hook. He's acting crazy. I think he's killing people down here. He calls the police to come. And uh, 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 William is played by Coleman Domingo, who's absolutely fucking slaps. Yeah. He's so what good else is in this. He in? We could look it up. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you know, I would say uh, when I think of him, I think of the, um, oh God, Zola. Did you see that? No. Um. Well, he was he was in that. Um Selma Lincoln yeah, and Ma Rainey's black bottom. Oh yeah, Ma yeah. Rainey. Um yeah, he's phenomenal. Thankfully he gets a, a monologue. Oh, that's great. Um and he explains, you know, when something gets stained, you wash it, but the stain remains, it alters the fabric. And in Cabrini Green, the same spot got stained over and over and over again until the fabric gets rotted all the way through. And he sort of turns William around. And we see, do you, are, do you by any chance have um, tryptophobia where it's like being afraid of
2: tiny little holes? Um, I don't, but I get how that could be. Like I, when people tell me they have it, I'm like, uh, understood. We see that um, the
1: entire half of William's body, including half of his face and his eye, which has turned milky white, is full of holes. Allison, it's turning into a c- honeycomb. A honeycomb. Ooh. So he's cu- filled with tiny no, holes. Oh, that's so bad. And William explains we have to summon Candyman because he has to do something about it. Only this time, he'll be killing their fathers, their babies, their sisters. He said, I knew the baby would come back here. And I knew that he could be a chance for Han- Candyman to take back his legend. Me- meanwhile, Brianna has the uh, laundromat pen and she has it out of her pocket. She sort like sawing through the yeah. ties. And as she watches and screams, William cuts off Anthony's hand with a hacksaw. While Anthony doesn't even react, he just sits blankly staring. The bad hand? He rams a hook. The bad hand.
2: Maybe it's for the best. He
1: rams a hook into the stump. And he says, have you heard the legend of Anthony McCoy? An artist who died? The cops showed up and they gunned him down, no questions asked. If you say his name in the mirror, if you tell his story, then Candyman will live forever. So basically, William is intentionally putting Anthony into legend because he believes, because uh, Anthony was the baby, that Candyman will basically be able to be summoned into reality. Yes. I guess. Uh, so, of course, he puts, hey, hey, worth a shot. William puts the Candyman coat on Anthony. And again, the, the physical transformation is complete. And he does, well, William, uh, Anthony looks terrifying. We hear in the distance, cop cars start to arrive. Oh. And William says, the swarm approaches. And he pulls out two suckers and he says, now it's time. He basically, he takes out two suckers and he goes to offer it to Brianna. And then just as he turns, Brianna is out of her seat and running out of the church. And he says, where are you going? Where are you going? She runs into the basement and William chases her down into the darkness. And he's singing Sammy Davis Jr.'s Candyman. He grabs her then. And she's able to get out of a cellar door and sort of duck into one of the abandoned apartments. He follows her and he says, hey, this is as good as place of any, huh? And Brianna stabs William in the neck with the laundromat pen. Good for her. He drops to the ground and then she starts stabbing him over and over and over again. Until she hears in the doorway, I think he's dead. And it's Anthony. And he walks to her and he collapses into her arms and, and Brianna sobs as she holds her Partner. And just then the cops arrive and she calls to them in the moment, thinking maybe they could be here to help. She says, In here, he needs a hospital. Allison, of course, the cops walk in and they immediately shoot Anthony, where he lies. Brianna can't even react. And the rest of it's sort of like cast in the blue light of the police Mm -hmm. cruisers. They take her, they handcuff her, and they put her in the back of a cruiser. And one of the officers gets in and basically threatens her and says, it's really unfortunate what happened to your man in there. Um, We actually got a tip. I don't know whether you know about that. Um, You know, he actually came at Officer Jones, and Officer Jones, he saw the hook. So he saw that you were in danger, and he had no option but to shoot him. And, of course, Brianna's just shocked because that's not what happened. She's not saying anything. And the cop says, or I'm trying to remember what the story is. Or are you an accomplice? Did you help him kill all those people? What story is it? You let me know. And Brianna's like, oh, you're making me choose to lie about how you murdered my lover. And so instead she says, could you let me see myself in the mirror? I'll tell you everything if you let me see myself. He says, no. She says, I'll say whatever you want if you just let me see myself in the mirror. And he does and he tilts the rearview mirror down obliging and she of course says candy man candy man candy man candy man and the cop goes what the fuck is that and Allison the door's locked mm. and as he watches a bloody cop emerges from the apartment and the other officer starts firing immediately and we see Anthony now as the candy man has returned and he's here and he's here And Anthony approaches the car and the cop says, who are you? And we get in Anthony's voice, sort of as we got from Tony Tan the original, he says, I am
0: the writing on the walls. I am the sweet smell of blood on the street.
1: The buzz that echoes in the alleyways. They will say I shed innocent blood, but you are far from innocent, though they'll say you were. And as Brianna watches, a swarm of bees start to form around William's head. And the doors unlock, and William disappears. And the cop gets out and tries to run away. Brianna exits again. She's, she's slower. She's still handcuffed. And we hear the cop screaming. And by the time she gets there, she finds Candyman is slaughtering the cop, slitting his throat with his hook. And Candyman's head is entirely bees. No. And he floats to Brianna. And when the bees disappear, we see his face. And it's Tony fucking Todd, the original fucking Candyman. William's uh, questionable plan has succeeded. And he's I'm sure it's like a CGI version of him from the original movie. He's looking good as hell. Good for him. And he says in that velvet voice, he tells Brianna, tell everyone. And as more cop cars arrive, Brianna looks at him with a look of understanding. So I think the idea is like, she will. And then over the end credits, we see basically the story of William in Shadow Puppets. So, like, he has now passed okay. into Candyman. We see him. He's the artist. We see his portraits and see how he is brought into the legend. The Candyman. Wow. 2021. Allison, what are some fatal mistakes you think were made <gasps> in the movie Candyman? Fatal mistakes.
2: I mean... Once the bee sting and the kind of necropathy of the arm and all, like I, yeah. and then like after the first murder, I'd be like, you know what? This is not worth uh, pursuing anymore. No matter how uh, illuminating it is for my art, <laughs> this is just not it.
1: Yeah, to me, it's all it's the bees. Once the bees Once start the bees showing in, up, you gotta yeah. you gotta. But also, bail. his mom not A telling him he's
2: the baby from the legend.
1: That was the That's fatalistic. the, fatal, that's the Had real. Had she fatalistic. told him. As, as in so many horror movies, you have to, if your kids have some sort of link to a, a horror legacy where they may be cu- become or be killed by some sort of supernatural serial killer, you got to let them know. Do. Um, and then finally, uh, where would you place Candyman 2021 on the spooky scale, Allison? A spooky scale.
2: I think this is a five. For me, yes, I agree. All the legends and lore is really fun, and obviously, like it's like it's gory deaths. Like we're like slitting somebody's neck with a hook is scary, Um, Mm -hmm. and also just like summoning anything. Like I think the uncertainty of like, is it going to come? Is it not going to come? Is a very like chilling kind of feeling to sit with, Uh, but not so scary. I don't think this was as scary as the original.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's it's a hard uh, bar they, to pass yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm going to say 5-2 because I really liked a lot of the moments. But it's more artful and interesting yes. than genuinely scary. I, yeah, that makes sense. Though I will say when her dad Oof. jumps out the window and I saw that initially, I'm like, ooh, yeah. that got me. Um. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. And um. um well, until next time.
2: Please keep, keep it spooky. It. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a radio point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Libby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dumphy, and Awa Okalati.